Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. We are so happy you're with us this week. And this topic I actually brought to the table this week because I do feel like It's one that crosses my mind quite a bit because I've actually struggled with this on both sides. Like we're kind of going into judgment and how we have grace in times where our flesh wants to judge or cast condemnation or, you know, just kind of where you feel a little bit like holier than now than some people because you're like, well, I've been doing this and I have dedicated my life to the Lord. And like, it is so easy to get in these times where it is so easy to judge. And I feel like I've been on both sides of that, where I have been the one that casts judgment, even though in the moment I feel instant conviction, but my flesh still does that. And then there's other times where I've been on the other side where I've been judged for my lifestyle and things where I really needed grace and I needed love and I needed compassion. And so this has been a topic for me where the Lord has really helped me understand why or sorry, help me understand what we're supposed to be as Christians and how Christianity can get a bad rep because it does look like we're saying we're perfect and that if you're not living a certain lifestyle, then you're not loved by God and you have to follow all these rules perfectly. And so, I don't know, I just kind of wanted to open the discussion up. I definitely feel like me and Sid want to share like our realness on this because I do think even people probably look at us as Christian podcasters thinking we're just perfect and we don't have flaws and that we haven't gone through things in our life that probably was judged, you know, by other people and that maybe we're more Christian at the time. I mean, we all walk through seasons of our lives at different paces. And so this is an episode of encouragement. It's not one to make you feel like, man, I'm a really bad Christian because I, I think that's could not be further from the truth. As long as you're pursuing the Lord with all of your heart, he's going to work the ways out in our heart for it to be pleasing to him as long as we're you know devoted to that. And so, yeah, I just wanted a real conversation about it and just hopefully give encouragement to a Christian that maybe wants to try and be less judgmental and just have more grace in their life. Yeah. And you made me think of something actually, when you mentioned that, you know, a lot of people will look, a lot of non-Christians will look at Christians and think, oh, they're just judgmental or, oh, they're, you know, hypocritical or whatever it is. Um, And it just made me think, you know, I think that that's something that actually keeps a lot of people from the church. Like it, it keeps a lot of people from literally stepping into a physical church um, because they feel like they're going to be judged. And really like, that's the last thing that anyone should feel um, coming into a church or having a conversation with you as a Christian. They they should be able to come to us and feel like they can be themselves. And because honestly, in my own life, I've seen that the way that God is able to start working in something is when I can come and be completely honest about it and give it to him. And so it shouldn't matter how someone, what kind of shape someone's walking into our church doors 
or, you know, just a conversation you're having with someone at the gym or at work or whatever, should it matter like where they are right now? We should, we should be humble enough and so not judgmental that they feel comfortable having that conversation with us, that they feel comfortable walking into those church doors because they're going to be shown love and grace. So that was a really good reminder that you just gave me. Yeah. And you know, this could be a totally different episode, which maybe the Lord's prompting us on that, but truly at the end of the day, I mean, I know we're raised as Christian or sorry, the society has raised Christianity up as perfection. Like we follow a book that tells us how perfectly we need to live. And if we sin, then we're going to hell. And that's kind of this like painted picture of religion and Christianity when in fact, we're already, already sent to hell by sin. Like we're already headed there because our fallen world and God is actually saving us from that. And I just want to make this a point that the sin of our life, unfortunately, will never go away, which is why as Christians, we, we try to live as close to the Bible to stay close to God. Yeah. Us living unsin or living a sinless life isn't for perfection. It's to stay as connected to God as possible because God and sin can't coexist. So for us, I think like Christians with like vulnerability of their sins, like this podcast, we share our sins all day long and I'm not scared to share those. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's what gives God glory. Whenever you're hiding your sin from people and acting like you have none, you're totally putting the glory on yourself rather than on So like I said, totally different episode for a different time. But I just wanted to say, like, if you are listening to this for the first time and you're like, I don't think Christianity is for me. Because I don't want to be hypocritical. I don't want to judge people. I don't want to feel holier than that. Like, I want you to know that actually is the true heart of Christianity. Is that the only person that was perfect was Jesus. And that we, a devoted Christian to Jesus, like we're just in all that Jesus allows us to be in his presence. And that we take our sins and lay them at his feet, asking for him to help us. And I think once you can get in that headspace and allow Jesus to come in, your judgment does actually lower because you start having grace for people because you start to see yourself in their shoes and and seeing like, hey, I've been there too, where I just felt like I wasn't good enough. And then I realized there's Jesus. You know, I realized I was filling my life with sex and drugs and alcohol, but then I realized there's Jesus, you know? So I don't know. I definitely wouldn't say I'm perfect at this at all. Like I still catch myself gossiping sometimes or I catch myself you know, saying, did you hear what happened? You know, and every time the Lord really tames my tongue on that and says, would you want someone talking about your shortcomings or your, yeah, or your business in general? Like, why are we even talking about other people's business in general? It's their business. Right. And I think unless it's something good. (laughs) Absolutely. And I just think like, it's so easy for us to get caught up, especially, and I'll be honest, most of the time I'm saying that not even whenever I'm prompting it. I'm entertaining it. Like someone will bring it to me and I'm like, yeah, I did hear that. Or yeah. And did you hear this? This also like, sometimes it's just even entertaining and you don't realize you're immediately casting judgment on their one decision or their two decisions. And now we've kind of characterized this person as faulty. And it's like, I think what's so unfortunate about that is you're actually like creating seeds with that person you know when you see that person again you've kind of already identified them as different than you you're you're like better than them you know and that's the enemy's tactics like that's literally the enemy's scheme 
to cause quarrels between people, to cause separation. And I, I do think there's healthy separation with people who maybe are doing things that don't align with your lifestyle, but that is done in a way where you're just not wanting to fall into temptation as, as well. You know, and I know for me, I have a lot of friends that were, were still like drinking and going out whenever I decided to stay sober. And I was just really honest for me, you know, I'm like, look, what you do is on you. But for me, I just can't drink anymore. I don't want to drink anymore. So y'all go have fun, do what you need to do. But I'm here. And it's interesting. Those friends, when they decided to stop drinking, they came to me and they're like, we get it, you know? And and I feel like it creates a safeness for people to come to you when you do change and realizing they're like, how did you do it? And I'm like, God, like God is the one that got me through that. And it creates that moment where people can find Jesus in a new way, rather than you being judgmental and causing yeah. people to break from you and not want to mm-hmm. talk to you anymore. You know? I love that. That's such a good point. Actually, I remember Jordan, one time I came down to Texas and was staying with you and we went out dancing. And this was like maybe a couple of years after I had given my life to Christ. And I literally remember we went out, we were in this bar dancing. Yeehaw. Hop, yeehaw, yeah. cotton, cotton eye Joe, whatever. Line <laughs> dancing Texas. is what we call it here in Texas. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember feeling so convicted because like, I can still picture it. There were some girls on the dance floor who you, who you could just tell were completely wasted. And I remember judging them. And then I remember quickly the Holy Spirit being like, Hey, I literally just delivered you from that. Like that used to be you every single weekend. So who are you to sit here and judge? So I just, yeah, you, you made me think of that little story and I just so happened to be with you. So I thought I was sharing. I know, but you know, it's so interesting about that too. I mean, now even looking back, like I would judge for the person who's being completely wasted in the bar, but I could easily so judge now the people who even go to bars, even though I've done both of those. Like, yeah, it is such a, a small walk in of like checking yourself on those thoughts. And I'll be honest. I mean, like, don't have this overwhelming common condemnation over yourself when you have a thought because thoughts, thoughts are fleeting. So the enemy can like make you think something, but just because you think it, it's not a sin. It's, mm-hmm. it's like you can continue it's a, it's how you react it. to that. Yeah. Like these thoughts that are going to happen, you can't just like carry this overwhelming depressiveness over it because unfortunately it is going to happen. But I do think if you think it and you're like, nope, I don't have a judgmental spirit. Like God loves them just as much as he loves me. And I think having that thought process over other human beings and y'all, sometimes it's really hard because I mean, we see evil all over. But something that's so encouraging to me, I just thought about this, but I just think of the, and I know we can't trust all social media videos and things like that. But when those, there's some people who, you know, they're going out into the world for people who are really lost and they're, you can tell they're so anti-Jesus. They're so anti-Christian and they just go up to them and just even have a conversation with them. And they're so not used to even being talked to by Christians because they've been treated so badly. They've been rejected. And all of a sudden they're like, most Christians don't even want to talk to me or tell me about God. Like they've already written me off. And it's like, those are those moments they're able actually to like, see the true love of God, no matter how lost you are, no matter what you've done in your past. And I just think, I don't know, I'm always so encouraged by that of like never writing anyone off that they can come find Jesus again, no matter what they're doing now or what, you know, what their beliefs are. That doesn't mean we go and just like hammer it into people, but 
seeing everyone on an equal playing field, because I know for me, if you would have looked into my lifestyle for five, six years ago, you would have thought there's no hope for that girl. Like she's lost for yeah. sure. You know? And then you look into my life now and I'm like, it's a completely different person. And that's only because of Jesus. And that's only because there's people that continued loving me through. It wasn't the friends that judged me and told me how gross I was and how terrible of a lifestyle I was living. And I'm never going to go anywhere for it. And like, how could I be a church girl and this girl at the same time and cast that condemnation on me? That didn't help me get closer to God. That helped me get further into my sin. Like it's interesting how that works. And so I don't know. I just, I want people to know, like you can have your beliefs and like, you can have your boundaries. I think that's so important, but being careful that your boundaries aren't casting that judgment on somebody else that's still trying to figure it out. Yeah, totally. I also wanted to share. So I go to a program called Celebrate Recovery, and I've talked about this a little bit, but it's not just for addiction. It can be for hurts, habits, hangups, anything you've gone through your life. And it's a place where you actually go and you share a lot about your past and just things that you've struggled with or things that people have done to you. I mean, it can be about anything. But what I've gotten from it is that truly everyone has a better future with Jesus in it. And Mm -hmm. I do think I see this a lot of times from even people that I've gone to celebrate recovery with, like they're not able to ever move forward in their future because their friends and family still hold their past over them. And I wanted to add this in here that we as Christians should be empowering other people to be reminded that their future is better than their past and to truly let go of it. Because I think it's really easy as friends to hold on to some people's past and be like, do you remember what they did or what, you know, what they did last weekend and like all these things. It's so easy, especially even family members. I mean, being able to have people who are closest to you, you, those are the people that typically hold on to your past a little more and kind of hold it over you. And I was just reminded of Psalms 103, 12. And it, you know, he, it says he has removed our sins as far from us as the East is from the West. And it's just a good reminder. Like if God is wiping those sins away with repentance, why aren't we? Like if God, the most almighty, powerful being is doing that, why are we holding on to these things and reminding someone of their past? I mean, I lived through that quite a bit when I decided to stay celibate with my husband. They're like, well, but y'all did have sex before, you know? And it's like, I know. And unfortunately, like it is what it is. I can't change that. But our future is brighter because we've now chosen to walk with God in this season, you know, rather than my flesh. And it's just like you will have people who remind you of that, of your past. And it's like really hard to like just stay connected to knowing Jesus still rewrites your future and that you don't have to carry those bags with you everywhere you go. So I did want to add that in if you're on the other end of that judgment that everyone falls short, but you don't have to carry that. Yeah. And also just speaking life into people and what, like what you see that they're, that they can be and that they're, and I'm not saying like, I don't want this to come off the wrong way. Like we're not trying to like hound it in people that like your life is wrong and it needs to be this way, but like just in a natural encouraging way, you know, we have episodes that talk about the power of our words and you truly can speak someone into being what they, what they don't need to be, Mm. or you can speak someone into being what God would want them to be. And this is not a woo woo, you know, new age type thing that we're talking about here. Like we're, we're talking about the fact that the words that you speak into someone will truly like encourage them 
or push them to go the other way. I actually have a perfect example of this. So Sydney was someone that I used to call all the time whenever I was single. And I was like, I, you know, normally would call her after moments where I was off with all my friends and they're either getting married or I was going to like wedding showers. And I was always so like, when is my turn coming? Like, I hate this season. But it was interesting because during that season, I was sleeping around. I was doing things not right. Sydney never was like, well, have you decided to stay here yet? Well, have you decided not to keep going out with these guys on dating apps? Well, have you like, what are, not that dating apps are bad, but I was not doing them right. Yeah. Um, she never called out what I was doing wrong, but she prayed over my future I had with Jesus. And that was, you're going to find a godly husband. You're going to have a godly marriage. You're going to be happy. This is a season that season that's fleeting. Like she didn't have to call out my imperfections or what I was doing wrong. You already knew. Well, and that's the thing. Even if I didn't, here's the, like, I think even the key point, there might be friends in your life that don't, I mean, I did know. And I know I knew, but like, there's people who really don't even realize that's wrong or versus what's right. Like it's just life. And they just, no one really knows what's wrong until they feel what's right. Right. You know? So I do think it's so important that we as Christians, our one goal is just to pour life. Like Sid said, our words matter in people's lives. And if you're constantly saying, well, you're living the life you are because of you, you're messed up, change your life and you'll be happier. It's not an effective message (laughs) at all. They're not going to change because we're so stubborn. It's like, oh, you're going to tell me what to do. Like, I'll just keep doing it. You know, unfortunately that's how we are. But I just, that was a great point that all those times you were praying over my future that I hadn't necessarily seen yet or like, imagine yet you know and god will fill in those gaps like god will it's not sydney's job to correct my life and tell me what i need to be doing now if i ask for advice absolutely let's iron sharpens iron right but i do think it's just knowing time and place knowing who you're speaking to yeah no one's going to get mad that you're pouring life and love into someone else's life like yeah it's just making sure you're not partnering that with but you know, you're still doing things that aren't right. So you're kind of creating this, these problems on your own, right? Like I'm over here crying over not finding, finding a godly husband, but all the guys are asking me to come over at 2 a.m. So it's like, I was creating my own issues, but it's like, I didn't need anyone to tell me I was wrong. I just needed someone to remind me that God has a better plan for me. And that, that will come true in his timing and in my obedience. Um, Yeah, that was kind of a rant, but I do think that's a powerful point you made that I agree. You kind of, you kind of mentioned this, but I do, I do believe that there is a time and place for quote unquote tough love. Like you be like, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. And, um, you know, this is how much better I can see that it can be, you know? Um, but I think that the Lord has to open the door. I think that it has to be a time and place where that person is receptive of it. And they're, they're wanting someone to speak into their life. Because if we just hop into someone's life with no door open from the Lord whatsoever, and we just say, Hey, this is what I see is wrong with it. They're going to be like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like, look what you're doing. Look what you've done. Defensiveness immediately. Yes. And that's such a way to like push them away from you and potentially from God. And so, but I will say like the Lord has opened doors over time for me to speak into someone's life. And I know I am, I can like think of two different people right now who have given me that tough love in times that I needed. And they're like, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. And 
it doesn't need to be this way. Like even in my like thought processes and stuff like, Hey, this is the way that you're thinking. And I just want to bring this to light to you. Like, this is what Uh it really could look like. And so when you look, when you put it like that, here's what I see, but here's like what it could be like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's more of an encouraging way instead of you don't need to do this because you're going to go to hell. Like that Mm -hmm. is so far from what, if you read the the gospels, Jesus did not do that. If anyone had the right to do that, to condemn people and say, (laughs) do this and you're going to hell, it would be Jesus. And he didn't do that. Right. That's so true. And I, and I also feel like in those moments where you are approached with someone that you feel like that door is opening, I think one of the best things you can ask is just saying something like, you know, I noticed these kind of actions, but like, that's not typically like you. Like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, are things? Because I do think for me, I wish someone would have just asked if I was okay mm-hmm. because I was glorifying. I was making f- light of it. I was very open about what I was doing and everyone thought it was like the best stories and like, really encouraged me, but I, I do have certain moments with some certain people that are like, do you think this is going to be something you do forever? Like, how do you feel after you're going out and doing, and it wasn't like condemnation on me. It was like a genuine question. And I remember being like, no, actually I feel like terrible. I'm not happy right now. I'm crying every night, which rightfully so I was like carrying everyone's energies that I'm over here, you know, doing all the things with. And it's like, I definitely, wish I would have known my circle of friends needed to be a little refined more in that season. But then again, I do think a lot of us have gone through that, you know, and without me going through that, I know now how to be a better friend for people in those seasons, because I have my own testimony with Jesus now in it. So I mean, God works everything for our good. But I do think, like Sid said, knowing your time and place, time and place is everything. Like, I would not have this conversation when they just got out of doing whatever you're wanting to condemn them in doing, because it's going to feel like an attack. You know, it's like, you don't want to have the talk with someone who's wasted, like telling them that they shouldn't be, you know, it's just kind of like, know your time and place, but also whoever you're talking to, you want to have rapport with them. You want to have trust with them. Mm. And if you don't feel like that's you, God will put someone in their life, start praying over them. You don't have to be the savior. And I thought I have learned this so much by going to celebrate recovery. You are not here to get credit for anyone's life being changed. Like that is God's territory, but we are able to help people by our own testimony, not by our own knowledge and wisdom and power and um, accolades and like what, you know, look what I've done for myself. And it is so easy to do that. And that's what the enemy wants us to do because he wants us to have our own glory so that God doesn't get it. But yeah, absolutely. So hopping into our soul scriptures for today, if you're new to the podcast, every week we have soul scriptures that align with our message, as well as a soul assignment to send you out into the world with something applicable to apply into your life. And so today, our first soul scripture we have is Luke 6, 41. It says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? So that's exactly what we were talking about. And it's so funny. Jordan's the one that added this scripture into our um, podcast notes. And I was actually about to go add it in. And then I saw that it was there. I was like, perfect. We are definitely supposed to touch on this. But it's just a perfect reminder of why am I pointing out this person's flaws and paying no attention to my own flaws. And I love that he uses 
the word sawdust in your brother's eye, but then he says there's a plank in your own eye. Like imagine like little pieces of sawdust versus like a plank. You're, he's basically saying like, you're looking at someone's tiny flaw when you're not even recognizing your flaws that are could also be almost worse. Not that we measure yeah. Yeah. sins, but it's like, typically we're judging people who actually have less sin <laughs> that we even do in our life. You know, yes. our next soul scripture is Matthew seven, two. And it says, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with measure you use, it will be measured to you. And this one is kind of a heavy scripture because obviously like we all fall, fall short in this. But I do think it's just a reminder, like, look, if you want to live your life and judging others and condemning others and thinking like you live a perfect life, therefore you have more favor with the Lord and other people who don't um, because of their sins, like we're going to all stand before Christ someday and that will be held over us. And so as Christians, I think it's a good reminder that we aren't here on earth to judge anyone. We're here to glorify and praise God in our own life and allow people to see God in our lives by the way that we live, not to prove to other people how righteous we are, but to show them how righteous we are because of Christ and how righteous he is. I mean, there is no righteousness in us other than through him. So I just think this scripture, it's a heavy one. You know, it's its something to keep us on our um, on our toes a little bit, but I do think it's so important and one to be reminded of that we will all stand before Christ at some point and be held to that same standard. And lastly, we want to talk about John 8, 7, which says, when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And if you haven't read this part of scripture. Um, this is when the woman, a woman who was caught in adultery was about to be stoned. And Jesus basically says, stop. Like if any of you is without sin, then you can be the first one to throw a stone. But basically none of you are without sin. So we're not going to throw stones at her. And it's just such a good reminder in our everyday life. Yeah. And remember this back then adultery was like so bad, which it still is obviously, but I'm saying yeah. like he, they, he picked a sin that was equivalent to being to death. I mean, yeah. they're stone her to death. And he's like, any of you that have sin, not equivalent to hers or worse than hers, but it's like your sin that you would consider less than, than her sin, like you're not even able to cast judgment, which we all do. I mean, we've all done it before where we're like, well, I'm not doing what that person did, or at least I'm not doing that. But God doesn't see it that way. Jesus didn't see it that way. He's like, yeah. unless anyone is sinless, which we know we're not, only he was, it's like we're all created or we're all on that same playing field. Which yeah. And if even Jesus, hard pill does, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I said that's just a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Yeah. And if even Jesus, who was completely sinless, perfect, was completely God in himself in that moment, didn't judge her. Another beautiful thing about this story, and like I said, it's kind of a rant, but I think it's important. Jesus wasn't condoning her behavior. I do feel like we need to say that. He wasn't, right. guys, it's okay. She made one mistake. He was just making sure everyone knew that their judgment was as equally sinful as her sin. And I think this is something good to remember as Christians. Like Jesus doesn't want us to sin. He doesn't want us to acknowledge or not acknowledge, uh, uh, entertain someone else's sin. He doesn't want us to condone it. He doesn't want us to praise it. 
but he doesn't want us casting the judgment in order for that person to already feel worse than they probably do with their own conviction. Because if they do have Jesus in their heart, they're feeling convicted because that's what the Holy Spirit does in our life. But it's just a good reminder. Jesus, nowhere in that story, which I know we just gave you one scripture, but I advise you to go read that chapter, John 8, and read that story. Never did he condone her. He said, go and sin no more. Correct. I think that was the statement after, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong by reading the chapter, but he says, go and sin no more. So he doesn't condone her, but he also doesn't condone the behavior of the people around her. And that's just like a beautiful picture of how we should be as Christians. We don't, we don't condone a sin, but we also don't cast judgment on the person that fell short or had a, had a, you know, a bad decision, made a bad decision. So yeah, yeah. I, I love that story. Yep. So good. All right. Well, our sole assignment we're going to leave you with today is just take a few minutes to think about, is there anyone that you are in the habit of casting judgment against that you um, are in the habit of gossiping about or just thinking ugly thoughts about? And a lot of times these thoughts, this judgment, this gossip, whatever can be caused by unforgiveness towards that person. So Pray over the situation, ask the Holy Spirit to make you more aware next time that this next time that you're doing this and to stop you in your tracks, to rid you of that sin and um, to bring forgiveness in your heart and love towards that person. There's your assignment for today. And one more thing I want to add to that is this is a side note, but forgiveness is not a feeling. It is a choice. So if someone has wronged me, I'm going to make the choice to forgive them right now in this second. And I'm going to say out loud, I forgive this person. That doesn't mean that I'm going to immediately feel forgiveness towards them. You keep choosing forgiveness. I choose to forgive this person. I choose to forgive this person, even if you don't feel like it. So a lot of times people will wait until they, and like I said, this is a whole nother podcast episode, but a lot of times people will say, I haven't forgiven them yet though. Like I haven't, no, that's your decision. Yeah. You're in control of that. So make the decision. I choose to forgive this person right now. What they did really hurt me, but I'm making the decision to choose father. I forgive them. Lord, I pray that you will help me not to judge them anymore, not to talk about them and help me to feel that forgiveness. Help me not to hold this over them anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm. Jesus. name. That's good. That's so good. Alrighty. Well, I'm going to pray us out. I hope that this episode helped you. And I, like I said, really hope that you guys don't feel condemnation from this. We're all equally in this together when it comes to judgment. I think it's one of the easiest things to do, especially in the world we live in um, with celebrities and culture and all the things that we love to just fill ourselves with um, talking about other people's lives and all the things. I just um, hope that it brings encouragement that with prayer and action that you really can start to live more like Jesus in this and at least start being convicted of it. Because I definitely know the Lord's done that in my life. So if he can do it in my life and Sid's life and other people that I even know, he can also, you know, do it in your life to where it do- you do have a change of heart around this because I used to feel very trapped in it. So I'm going to pray us out. Dear Holy Father, first and foremost, we just thank you for who you are. Thank you for the characteristics you carry of just grace and love. And that, you know, you save us from sin. You save us from hell and that you do not cast us there with wrath that you want us to live righteously through you so that you can get the glory so that you can save others and grow your kingdom and for people to really feel at peace and um, 
just the love that you you naturally give and so i just pray over the listener first if she's on the judge side if people are judging her of her past if there are people in her life family members that just make her feel like she's nothing or that she'll never be good enough or that her past is just too big for the kingdom and that she can never do anything for the lord because of what she's done i just cast that out in, in your name jesus that you have mighty plans for her and that she is going to do big things for your kingdom because she has a testimony now that you're going to to rewrite for her and that she's going to be able to um, show your glory to those around her but i also just pray over the one that maybe is struggling with self-righteousness and that judgment comes easy off their tongues and it's living deep in their heart whether that's from um, unforgiveness or just it, it genetically through or not genetically uh, through family and how they were raised and just the culture they've spent time around um, what'd you say generational yeah generational that um, that she's breaking that she's breaking free of that um, and that she's able to just be filled with grace that when she sees someone struggling that there isn't a condemnation that's casted out on that person but grace and love and um, just support that 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 person has a better future in your name lord and that um they can start to reflect your light and be a vessel of the kingdom and that they're able to feel that conviction when it arises in them because we know conviction is not a bad thing lord we know that that helps us be able to show your light more to people and so i just pray that over this listener i pray that over me and sydney that we continue to be strengthened in this and that we're able to just be more of a vessel for you rather than gossiping or judging or thinking we're self-righteous because the, the enemy schemes and we know he has no power over us, but we want to be aware of it so that we can be stronger in you and in our lives to all the people around us as well. So we just thank you, God. Thank you for what you're doing for us. Thank you for protecting us and thank you for our listeners and their lives. Um, and we just thank you for all the things that you're doing, even whenever we don't necessarily see it. And in your name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. If you'd like to connect with us more, head over to our Instagram at withinhersoul.co. We would love to pray for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.